weekend is upon us, Mr. Davis. Yes, your boy T. Davis again, ready for the weekend. Yes, welcome again to Backyard Conversations. My name is Ajit, and I'm here as always with my man, Timmy Davis. You know what it is? And today uh, on the show, we're going to be talking about some fun announcements uh, in terms of some nerdy stuff. Uh, Windows 11 by Microsoft, yay. Yeah. And we're going to talk about <laughs> sports, uh, and especially the Olympics and the kind of discrimination uh, that's happening in, in that regard. And we're going to look into the four-day work week. We love this topic because it's something that we always look forward to. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to be talking about Microsoft as a company once again. But this time for crossing the two trillion mark and joining Apple. Two trillion gang. And we'll just whisper a little bit about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to that. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome again to the show. And the first thing we're going to be touching on today, straight to the point, is what is happening in the Olympics. Why can't Casta Semenya participate as an athlete? Timmy, are you following the story? Racism. <laughs> I'll just say straight how it is. Yeah? Because Casta is black. That sounds pretty credible because it makes literally no sense as to why someone who was born the way she was mm-hmm. a competitive athlete at the highest level she was born a woman and you're telling her because of her hormonal whatever she's makeup, not yeah. able to compete but you want to allow a trans woman compete it's and almost like we're not playing on the like, same field what is going on it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because I, f- I feel like if Casa Semenya was a different shade of color, the story would be different. Exactly. That's what it is. It's so it's, black. it's obviously bringing up a lot of outrage uh, in the sports community. And, and even outside of the sports community, people will just empathize with this woman because it's unfortunate that she cannot participate in sports because they say she has a high testosterone level, which I don't even know what that means. But it's natural. She, she was born a woman. She doesn't. She hasn't transition into anything she's just as she is and they they literally told her to go get medical procedure done or take some kind of diet to to reduce the testosterone level so basically go ahead and hack yourself like do some work on your body that mm. some unnatural work and then come back to us yeah it's not it's not for someone's a woman and they work out and you know grow big muscles like and they go compete in the weightlifting sports for women or whatever. Like, you're not going to be asking them or, you know, maybe reduce your size because you're a woman. Like, what, what is all of that? Just because she's black, then obviously they want to be like, okay, no, no, you can't, this and that. But then they're going to let a trans white woman um, from New Zealand um, compete in women's sport. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. And it's really blatant, right? There's no hiding it, you know, the... The Swiss Federal Supreme Court that banned Casta in 2019, uh, you know, the case is still ongoing. She's still going back and forth through court ever so mm. often because she's trying to win and she re- really has every right to keep fighting for what is essentially her freedom, right? Nobody should be able to tell her not to participate just because of her genetic makeup. Yeah, I have no qualms. If they want to make their rules or whatever, like, fine, make whatever rules you want, right? That's what rules are. People just wake up one day and make rules, but be consistent with your rules. 
simple. If you're going to make a rule, then be consistent with it. Let it apply equally to everyone. You get me? Right. And I'm going to keep following this story closely because I know a lot of people are angered by it. It it really doesn't make any sense as to as to why this is happening, mm. and uh, I'll be following it closely. Yeah, me as well. Let's see how you know. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And now to a much lighter topic, some one that Timmy Davis really really loves the four day work week. What is happening on, on this front? Oh well, yeah, I mean Ireland just uh, announced that they're going to pilot the four day uh, work week. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a great idea. Like, no, think about it. Think about those long weekends that you've had when you don't work on Mondays. Think about how productive you are in those four days. Think about how much better you feel in those four days as well. Like, it's an optimal time. Five days, I feel like, is way too long. I mean, let's. I know people are gonna come and say, "Oh, you're lazy," or this and that, or this and that. Nah, if I'm, I'm not. Like, I work, you know, probably eight on a good day, just eight hours, and a longer day, maybe. 10 to 12 hours like I work long hours but I'd rather do those long hours in a four day work week and get off you know on a Friday or on a Monday or whatever right it just seems you're just more energetic right and then you know that if you have less time you're obviously more focused as well because right now we're doing five days but I mean really and truly during those five days I mean you're probably not working fully you're not giving you 100% at all times do you know what I mean right but if you know that okay right it's only four days I've got to get this done before the weekend or before the end of, you know, you put in more effort as well. So I feel like we'll see productivity go up. I think they already, did they, didn't they already try this out in uh, Scandinavia or somewhere? Yeah, I, I think even in the U.S., some people have tried to experiment with this pilot, like a four-day work week, just to test yeah. it and see how productive, the kind of output, like, their employees generated. And the answers always came out, like, positive. Yeah, so like, I, I'm not sure why more people are not willing to... Um, adopted yeah there's literally evidence in favor of this being the way forward and honestly for me in in my career for the most part i haven't had a typical five-day work week Mm. my schedules have always been weird either i'm working at night or working on rotation two weeks on two weeks off or so i can't exactly entirely relate to this but for people around me who i know do nine to fives and work um going to work monday through friday I, I feel their pain. Let me ask you this: Who who came up? Who came up with this thing about Monday to Friday? We have to work <laughs> five. Who came up with it? Like who who sat somewhere and was like, "Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna make everyone work five days a week." Who did that? You know, I'll do you one better? Why do we even think there are exactly seven days in the week? How do we know it's not actually three days in the week? And somebody just came up with Monday through Sunday. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. Like the Ethiopian calendar has a different time now. We're not even in 2021. Exactly. On that calendar, right? It's For, all you know, right? astrology and, and, and this and that. So it is what it is. But It really is. I, I, I see it happening in more countries, but obviously when it happens in Europe and then it comes to North America, I really do see the big companies uh, here in North America doing it first, like, you know, the, the tech guys. I'm sure they're going to pilot it before everyone else because usually whenever they innovate, a lot of people just follow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, man. If you look at companies like, you know, Google and those companies, um, I don't know, maybe here at EA Sports, look, uh, look at a company over here in Vancouver. But, I mean, if you go back to Silicon Valley and we've got Google and those companies, they have a lot of, you know, quirks and perks that at work to intended to sort of keep you at work. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're at work and you're not going home type of thing. <laughs> the work culture so, is different. Yeah, they have like, you know, food, cheap food, games, all of that. So you can be literally be at work for hours and hours like you don't need to go home. Do you know what I mean? So I don't even know if they're going to adopt that. Do you get me? They already work um, pretty long hours as well. Like, you know, um, most of these things are project based. So you still have your deadline and you still got to work with that, right? Yeah. So the four day work week is something I would like to see happen more often. And I, I, I really do not see the significant impact of the extra day of mm-hmm. work in the week based on what we're seeing coming out in terms of research and data. Like, it's, it's about time we normalize it. I think we're ready. Yeah. It may not work in certain industries, you know, like I was thinking about, like, but I mean, again, it depends. It may not work in, say, um, schools, right, for, for kids and whatnot. But I mean, if it becomes normal that we're working four days, then I mean, Surely we can switch up in school as well and be like, okay, it's only four days of school, so kids even get to spend more time with their parents as well. Oh, right. yeah, I mean, it could as easily be something like four days of classes or one day of hardcore extracurricular activities. Mm. You know, they could mix it up a little bit and have that fifth day be for arts and sports and music and everything else. And, and the kids know it's not exactly school because they're having fun just doing extracurricular stuff and it doesn't have to be the whole day. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah, like four hours sure. and they're done. But yeah, good development. I like it. Thank you, Irish people. And let's see who else follows suit. Yep. And now let's move on to, I think, my favorite topic of today, Windows 11. Oh, yeah, this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still using Windows well, Windows 7. So, <laughs> I mean, not my personal computer, but work, right? No, IT-related work, right? We need to, we sort of like, we're always behind when it comes to these things. And yeah. we don't update um you know, as soon as everyone else, because you don't know what um, effects that may have. So we sort of need to let it run its course and right. and basically see what's going on with the with the new updates and red right tear before we actually do move forward with that. Right. So right. I'm still on that old one. And personally, I you know I use Mac. Right. I yeah. use a MacBook. So, but work wise, I obviously use Windows and maybe sometimes Linux. Um, but yeah. So. So yeah, uh, definitely, I agree with you in terms of enterprise. A good OS is one that is stable, that has been tested and trusted over time, right? Mm-hmm. What's exciting me the most about Windows 11 was watching a presentation today and seeing some of the the innovation that Microsoft was doing and also them following in a field where they were already leaders and taking the next step forward, basically, right? So a little background, I, I grew up obviously learning how to use computers with Windows machines and I would play Prince of Persia and use Coral Draw, but... The older I grew, the harder it became to find like a really good, stable Windows computer because there were too many variants of not-so-good machines, and I would have a laptop that would break down in like two and a half years or whatever. And then I think it was in 2014, 15, I switched to the Mac, and I haven't really looked back since. And so I'm always looking over my shoulder trying to find out the next big thing in Windows that's going to make me go out there and build my PC from scratch. And I think Windows 11 is that extra motivation that I always wanted. And I finally found it. So I'm excited about Windows 11. You know, one of the cool features they have is they allow you run Android apps on the operating system. Uh-huh. And I think this is kind of dope. Even though it doesn't work as seamlessly as they showed it off in the presentation, it's going to require a little bit of a janky wiring type thing where the apps have to be on the Amazon uh, Google Play Store. And then the Amazon Play Store app has to be installed on the Windows machine. And then you have to then run the apps on your computer. So it's like a roundabout way, but you only have to do that process of installing the Amazon app once. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this 
fun thing. So I, I use uh, two displays on my desk, right? Yeah. Whenever I unplug or plug back a computer, like my windows are scattered. I have to rearrange them back and put them where they are. But Windows 11, as soon as you plug it back, it remembers where those windows were. Mm, yeah. Literally, windows kicking ass with windows, right? And the windows just go back to where they belong. And I think that's a super neat. You might have to see this because I know some people watching this might not understand what I'm talking about, but you really have to see this to believe it. That's and actually a cool feature. It's really dope. I want to run through like two more features really quickly here. There's a thing with they're doing right now because of how you know Zoom is significantly more ubiquitous now for everybody and like connecting and networking as well as FaceTime. So Microsoft Teams is like the default uh, video app now. Uh, basically, the the default uh, video conferencing slash social app. But it's weird that it's because it's still called Teams, and mm-hmm. and, they, and they have Skype for some reason. They're not even acknowledging that they have Skype. Yeah, because I think the eventual idea is to move away. Like we had Skype in my company, for example. But I mean, we've moved away. Like no one uses. Like we've they've fully transferred over to Teams now. Yeah. Um, just because Teams is a better app to be honest. Significantly. I've been using it. Um, like it keeps your history, for example. Like you know, when you go back in and you open up that person, you can hide it. You can go back in and it keeps the history going. You can add people to the conversation. It just it works. A lot more seamlessly, you know. You can leave comments and things. Um, right. It's just a better business app, right? Right. Um, so, I mean, we've moved away from Skype completely. I don't think anyone in the company uses Skype anymore. I mean, I don't think you even have access to. It. We've taken it, you know, away from the applications, right? So it's just Teams now. Yeah, I feel the same way about Skype. It's becoming really dated, and to think of how much money Microsoft paid for it during the acquisition, it was like eight point five billion, if I remember correctly. Mm. And uh, last but not least, you know, it's like. They moved the taskbar to the middle. I don't know if you care for that sort of thing, but if you've been using the Mac for the longest time, you know, the taskbar is in the middle. You can always pin it to, like, the left or the right, but, like, even the start menu literally is in the center of the window right now. So oh, that's, that's a shift. I don't know how that's going to play out. I'll have to try it out first and see. Yeah, it's worth it's I'm not worth sure trying. how I feel about that. But you can always move it back to the left side, which is pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can just click and drag, and, and it's gone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. As a matter of fact, like, when the presentation was ongoing, I called my brother because he's more of a Windows geek than I am, and he was literally watching it on YouTube on his TV in the house. Wow. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, it, it really is a big deal. Uh, you know, it, it better not suck. Microsoft, I don't know if anybody from Microsoft is listening. That would be actually nice. <laughs> it would be nice to be on this show and be like, yeah, I'll sponsor Microsoft. What's up? Oh. But nah. Uh, yeah, so it can't suck, right? Because this is, this is the same hype we had around Windows Vista, and that was trash. So, dear Microsoft, we love you, but please don't ruin Windows for us anymore. Thank you. I'll let you test it out and let me know how it goes. <laughs> Still on the subject, we're going to talk about Bill Gates now. No, we're not talking about his his marriage or his relationships or nothing like that. We're talking primarily about the fact that he's thinking about, what, blocking off the sun somehow? Do you know why? It's because, you know what, let's, let's, let's rewind back a bit because um, I think Microsoft, um, their, their market cap just hit a little bit of, hit what? Two billion. Two billion, yes. So maybe that's what that's what's causing him to think about, you know, crazy things where he can put money <laughs> into his stock price just went up. But yeah, um yeah, the the market price was what two billion gang get they're up there now, yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Valuation is growing. Oh growing. no, you know what? Scratch that. We meant two trillion. Sorry, not two, two billion. Oh yeah, two trillion. My yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. two B's yeah, is yeah, chicken change. Two trillion. Two like, trillion. That's, that's the Apple Club. Two trillion. Scratch that. If, if, <laughs> if we're saying two billion the whole time, scratch that. So only two companies now have a market cap of two trillion. 
uh, in the U.S. and that's Apple and Microsoft. Big guns. Crazy. And with some of that extra cash to spend, yeah, Billy is trying to do do. A, the trying to block out the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, vibes. Feel I've seen that. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's not too far fetched to to compare all this uh, tech billionaires to like comic book villains, but this uh, this is something I saw in the Netflix documentary about mm-hmm. Bill Gates, and I know it's something he you know it's all about the environment and protecting the planet in case we keep depleting the ozone layer, mm-hmm. and this is what you know. One of the many options of how to reduce global warming, and this is literally called the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, which is abbreviated as COPEX. Not the most attractive name if you're trying to if you're trying to be a comic book. No, you know what this reminds me of? If anyone's ever seen Snowpiercer, and like in Snowpiercer, basically it's the same thing where the world's getting too hot, and then scientists came up with a way to cool down the Earth, right? And then they made a mistake, and guess what? The earth went back into the ice age, like it was frozen. Yeah. <laughs> like literally no one could step outside. And like obviously you were on this train that's just going around Const- and around. Constantly moving constantly, train. Yeah, if you step outside you just freeze off and you just die basically. So I'm like, wow, this this is giving me flashbacks to that show on Netflix. If you haven't seen that by the way, go watch it. Yeah, that's, that's that's an interesting connection because what could literally go wrong when you try to affect the natural order of things and involve the most ginormous thing in our solar system, which is the sun. Mm. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> Even thinking about it, it just seems so, like, it seems so sci-fi, do you know what I mean? It seems so far-fetched, like, yeah. to, to be able to, like, block out part of the effects of the sun. Like, how do you even, like, do you know what I mean? How do you even do that? <laughs> They're going to apparently be spraying some kind of uh, calcium carbonate into the atmosphere. Which is some uh, chemistry. How much of it do you nerd. need? Like the world is round. It's, you know, it's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be regionized. Like it's gonna probably gonna have columns of places where they start and test, and it, it's just crazy to think about. There's so many ways to reduce emissions by literally by starting to reduce emissions, right? And then focus on carbon capture, which is another mm. technology that he mentioned in, in the documentary, and I, I know it's something that Bill Gates is also working on. But this one is just a straight comic book. Madness, but I'm curious to see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see if it ever gets to the stage where they can actually deploy it because I'm sure some people might have something to say about it, right? Right, but I mean, right. we'll see anything to you know keep us from burning up in the world because boy, like the the weather here is already going really crazy, right? Like, this is definitely the effects of global warming because Vancouver, like, Vancouver is a city where we don't even you know put air conditioning in our homes, right. But it's just been getting hotter and hotter every year. So hot. Like this weekend is what, 38, 39, but it's going to feel like 41, you know. Yeah. Basically, Los Angeles type of weather going on. Everyone's been crying out for the heat this week. <laughs> yeah, the sun has basically descended upon us. And, and obviously, the next smart thing to do is to find maybe a body of water, whether a pool or a lake outside. But guess what? Everywhere is going to be packed outside. I'm thinking about that myself. I'm like, where can I go where there's no people? The only ones you can probably go where there's less people is probably where you have to go off-road a bit. So you probably need like a truck and don't mind your truck getting really dirty as well. Like, yeah. And then you can get to that lake. But any of the accessible ones are most likely, or if you want to go far away, right? So if you want to right. take a long drive, but I mean, who wants to do that? Um, any of the ones closer, like, you know, Chilliwack, Lane Canyon, Lane Valley, um, all of these lakes around, like they're, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be 
packed. They're going to be overrun by people. Yeah. Everybody's trying to cool off this weekend. It's crazy. Yeah, but if you're listening and you're out in, in on the West Coast, stay safe. Stay cool. Get a fan uh, for your tiny little apartment because we know we don't have air conditioning. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so still, still on the matter with Bill Gates and Microsoft and the $2 trillion cap, I find it really interesting that there's been so much talk in the legal system in the U.S. about antitrust and monopolies, and you talk about Google, Facebook, and Apple like literally every other day. And no one is really talking about Microsoft. Do you think it's because they paid their dues when Bill Gates was at the helm and they really tortured them? Or is it because everyone's just sleeping on them? I don't really know. I feel like maybe they just have good PR. I don't know. Um, I guess they have Billy, who's been the face for a long time before he you yeah. know, resigned as CEO or whatever, going around doing his good deeds, right? <laughs> Although, you know, he immortalizes his name or whatever. Right. Um, and then I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe we're just so dependent on them. Like Microsoft, the software itself is just what everyone uses in enterprise, right. government, whatever, right? So it's hard to say what, they, what it really is. And that's really interesting because I think one, one smart strategy they also have is to be poised as not necessarily being the only market leader in key categories. Like Apple is literally the largest seller of like smartphones. You know, obviously they have a lot of competition in Android, but but there's a tiny little many different companies mm. that you're putting up against Apple. So Apple is just running the game in terms of who's making the most profit selling smartphones. And you have Google, the browser, right? They they monopolize Chrome. You have Amazon, which is like the marketing uh, aspect side of things, and even cloud. So Microsoft is just comfortably perched behind Amazon in cloud. No, don't just don't bug them. In gaming, they'll always say, yeah, you know, there's Sony, you know, everybody gets a PS5, so it's not just the yeah. Xbox. And then you look at everything else they're involved in, like enterprise software, and they're like, oh, wait, our operating system is actually free. Like, Microsoft Home and off- Home is free. If you want Office, you can use it free online and pay extra if you want Office 365. So it's a really smart strategy. I don't know how long people will keep getting blinded by it with. Because at some point, you have to call them and be like, no, hey, look, too truly, come on, talk to me. What are you doing? Exactly. I got to understand that the software itself is something that people are used to. Like, they've grown up using that software, right? They've yeah. Grown up. I grew they're up familiar, with too. They're very familiar with the software itself as well, like how it works, like the systems. So it's it's kind of hard, right, like, for people to move away from what they know. Last but definitely not least, we're going to talk about Space Bezos. Spacey. One more comic book villain for us to talk about on this show. Spacey. So what he, villain name should we give to him? His name is already villainous enough. Jeff Bezos, Mr. He, Bezos. Bezos. It literally reminds me of Lex Luthor, obviously, <laughs> like with the shaved head. Like it's really apparent he is he's Lex Luthor, and obviously everybody knows Elon well, Musk is a powered suit now. Elon Musk is picked up on Doom. <laughs> it's inescapable. Like it's, it's it's really easy. There's there's really no debating that. But the thing about Bezos is you know. Elon Musk's uh, company, SpaceX, really, really outdid them with the space race, mm. you know, by taking astronauts to the space station and literally taking the Tesla out into space and just dumping it there and getting so many contracts with the government. There's only one way that Bezos can up him in this game, and that's by getting to space before him. <laughs> and so <laughs> Bezos is like, yeah, you can get all the contracts you want, and, and I'm going to get to space before you, and I'm taking my brother with me. <laughs> I mean, what do you do when you have too much money? You don't even know, like, what you have is not on Earth anymore. It's like, exactly. what, what's the next frontier? 
I literally space. saw him on Bloomberg talking about how he really does think that people are going to live on Mars and he wants to start working on it. I'm like, are you kidding? Honestly, I do think so as well. I, mean, I don't have a problem with that, but my issue is there's so much problems, so much chaos on this planet right now, and you decide, you know what? That's why people are trying to get away. Why are you trying to get away? You're going to start new problems elsewhere. Have you seen what happens when human beings touch anything? Well, the problem is going to happen, but it will take a few thousand years to happen, right? But listen, rich people don't like living with the peasants. They like to live up in the hills. The next frontier is not moving up to Mars. Next thing, you know, they start buying plots of land, billions of dollars or whatever in Mars and move up there. It's like, yeah, have all the space you want. Oh, yeah. Have your solar power, this and that. Have your pool. Because, I mean, Mars on its own is technically... Um, the most likely to be inhabited, right? Just based on the terrain and how similar it is to to Earth, right? All they need is all they need to do is you know put more oxygen in up in the atmosphere, and boom, Bezos is moving, <laughs> and he's not coming back. And speaking of uh, not coming back, there's literally a petition for him not to come back. It's like seventy thousand plus people already signed it. Yeah, people are like if you're gonna go to space, stay there. Just stay there. <laughs> Now that we've seen what Elon Musk has done with SpaceX and we've seen what Jeff Bezos is trying to pull with Blue Origin by being the first of the billionaires in space. It's Virgin Galactic, though. We're going to wait for Richard Branson to do, <laughs> pull some crazy stunt in the coming weeks. He had the head start. He started this, but he doesn't seem to be ahead of everyone else. He, he probably needs to pay those engineers more. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, we're really curious to see what the billionaires are doing with their money and uh, making space the next frontier. So, it's been fun. What do you think, Mr. Davis? Yeah, I need to cool off later on, get some ice water. It's really hot. Yeah. Oof. Feeling like we're out here in Abuja or something, man. Again, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. You know uh, what it is. We wouldn't do this show without any one of you guys. We appreciate you for listening. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, especially those five-star ones. We love those ones. Mm-hmm. All right. So, until next time, this is Backyard Conversations. Peace. Don't know.